Welcome to The Lifted Podcast. I'm your host, Helen Denham. I'm a confidence mentor for women, and this is a place for us to talk about what we're doing every day to raise our vibration and understand ourselves more deeply as energetic beings and co-creators. My intention is to help you clear out any mental or spiritual blocks that are keeping you from leading the most happy, fulfilling, successful life that you could possibly lead. This podcast is about activating our highest potential, healing in mind, body, and spirit, and above all, holding space for our humanity as we create our own versions of heaven on earth. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode, another week. Here we are. I'm reporting live from New York City. So if you hear any beeping and honking in the background, that's just where we're at, right? (laughs) Feels really good to be back here. Um, I lived here for eight years, you know, before leaving for California and then living in Maine for the last year. And Uh, It really feels like a home base. It's so funny. I'm in a newer neighborhood, but not that new. I came back here and I was like, oh my God, (laughs) this is the same cafe I used to go to. This is my same corner store. I lived right around the corner actually when I was like 23, 24 in a totally different phase of life. I was definitely going through like a dark night of the soul at that time. Uh, I'll have to dig up some photos and share them with you because it's just so interesting to compare like coming back to the same place as a different person. Uh, It's such a beautiful way to quantify growth and just acknowledge like how far we've come sometimes. And I think it's nice to have a home base like that. And I do feel like New York is going to be my home base in some way, shape or form, Um, even though I, I do plan on being a little bit more transient in general in the next new year. So that's where I'm at. It's been kind of a crazy uh, last week, to be honest. I was training for my first half marathon, and then I ran my first half marathon on, I think it was Sunday. Yeah. So half marathons, 13 miles. Um, It was hard, you guys. Oh my God. I think it was one of the hardest things I've ever done physically, for sure, if not the hardest. Um, I'm definitely in the beginner runner sector. I'm running like 12 minute miles. I'm going very slowly. And I want to share that because if there's something that you've been wanting to do, but you're scared that you're not good enough, you're not fast enough, whatever it is, like, just go for it. We're all beginners at some point in something. And I think having a sport or some kind of athletic situation that you're involved in or the arts, anything like that, where you can actually see yourself growing week by week and check in with yourself and have something that's not related to your work or your personal life even and relationships, like something that's just for you, where you can really lean in and push yourself, I think is is really helpful for our confidence and our self-esteem. So I would really encourage you to do that, whether it's running or not. Um, And it's interesting how things change and evolve with a practice like that. Like I remember when I was first running, I was just running on um, back roads and and dirt and trails, which was awesome. And then when I switched over to pavement, I was really nervous because my knees weren't strong enough yet. I just wasn't physically fit enough yet to handle the concrete. And I was like, oh my God, this is going to hurt forever. Like, how do people run on concrete? And then as I start, kept building my strength on trail runs, I was able to run on concrete a lot more easily. And I was so surprised by, oh, this just happens through um, endurance training and, and repeated 
um, action over and over and over again. So I think it relates to our life in so many ways. And I've seen myself just grow stronger emotionally through having this sport come into my life. So yeah, whatever it is that you've been wanting to try, but you're intimidated by, like, go for it, whether it's a dance class or rock climbing or yoga or anything like that. Like, we're all beginners at some point. So I just want to give you that moment of expansion there. Um, but yeah, so the <laughs> ran the half marathon. And then the morning after drove down to New York City and moved into this new place in Soho. So it's just been kind of a wild ride. And um, I really feel like this is where it's important to lean into our routines and really have those grounding practices. So meditating, making sure that we're eating our typical healthy meals, you know, to keep our bodies in sync, making sure that we're setting our circadian rhythm by getting sunlight in the mornings and in the evenings and getting our feet on grass. And I think especially when we're moving into a city like this, like that's even more important. Um, I went to bed with such a intense headache actually last night and I never get headaches. And I was like, what is going on? Like, is it the amount of coffee I've been drinking? What's been happening? And I, I just think that my body is catching up. It was just asking me, you know, Helen, slow down, breathe, just like make sure you reintegrate. So um, there's that. And then it's also like, it's really nice to be back in work mode. It's really nice to be podcasting. It's wonderful to just be seeing my clients day to day again. It's just like, I feel right back into my rhythm. It's so it's very comfortable now today. So I'm feeling really good. So that's my life update. That's, that's been um, the, the happenings around town here. So let's just let's transition now we have such a special episode ahead of us a conversation with the lovely gorgeous stunning and smart caitlin spears we love um caitlin she she just has a great story for us and we talk a lot about nutrition and health and a holistic lifestyle and confidence so i'll read you a little bit about her she is a certified health and nutrition coach fitness coach and she's the founder of complete by caitlin which is her program at 18, she experienced a painful rejection from the hit show America's Next Top Model. I bet all of us are familiar with that. And this really affected her relationship with her body and her food uh, relationships, which we talk a lot about. But she went on to have a successful modeling career. She became certified as a health and nutrition coach. And her mission now is to empower us to feel strong, healthy, and confident, focusing both on the physical well-being and profound self-realization and self-actualization. She holds certifications from IIN and ACE Fitness, and her methods have helped so many people achieve their health goals. So we focus, of course, a lot on health and nutrition and body image in this episode, and especially on how rejection is a blessing, that rejection is redirection. So I'll let you tune in and, and hear this unfold, but welcoming Caitlin here and thank you all for tuning in I'll talk to you on the flip side okay Caitlin well I will have given a little introduction before we start okay. recording so I'll just jump right into it um, I would love to just hear about your journey to where you are now and maybe you can even touch on one of the pivotal moments of perhaps a spiritual awakening or a moment where you start to really feel connected to yourself that was pivotal for you wherever you want to go in that direction 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think I've had a couple, but I think I would really like to talk about the one that kind of happened later in life, um, being two years ago. A little background about me, grew up on a farm in Oklahoma, uh, ended up doing the casting process for America's Next Top Model, got cut from that, ended up spiraling for a few years, moving to Bali, and then pursuing, continuing on to pursue my modeling career. And then about two years ago, I had been modeling uh, most of my 20s at that point. And, you know, I was working these amazing jobs and I was doing all the things that I thought would make me happy. And something was missing. I really still was not happy. I wasn't challenged. I didn't feel like I was doing what I was put on this earth to do. And so I kind of went through a little bit of uncertainty, a few months of really like stressed out, feeling like I was a fraud because I wanted to change my life. I wanted to go in a direction after I'd spent years building the direction that I was already in. But, you know, that's life. And I think the older I get, I really start to listen to those around me and to myself to, because now I surround myself with better people. I think the older you get, you learn to surround yourself with a better group of people that understand you and support you no matter what you do. And then also, I think you learn to listen to yourself and the signs that the universe is giving you a little bit easier than maybe when you were 18, 19, 20. And so the universe kept telling me, you know, it kept putting these obstacles in my way. It kept making me, you know, not feel my best. And I, I knew there was something else. And so after a couple of months of crying to my boyfriend that I was just not happy, you know, I really sat down with myself and got real. And I'm like, what do I want? What can I bring value to in this world? And for me, I'd always had a passion for health and nutrition and it was it was kind of crazy. All these things kind of lined up within about six months. I ended up after this whole awakening of like, I know which direction I want to go now is um, I was offered a modeling job for Club Fitness, which is a branch of L.A. Fitness in L.A. And I was like, interesting. I'm really wanting to go into health and fitness. I'm going to take this job and I'm going to go there, not as a model. Yes, I'm going to do my job, but I'm going to ask questions. Mm -hmm. And so I went in and I started asking these girls who worked in the industry I thought I wanted to go into what they did, what they enjoyed, why they enjoyed it, and also kind of telling them a little bit about myself and what I was looking for. Long story short, this girl ended up introducing me to the school that I would later attend, IN, the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, and it kind of just went straight in from there. I called enrollment. Enrollment sent me all the information about the next semester's enrollment. I told my sister that I was going to go back to school. She told my grandma, who there then called me and told me that I'm Choctaw Nation, so I'm I'm Indian. My that my tribe would probably pay for my school through a scholarship program. And I was like, oh, no way. Like I had no idea. Within two weeks, I had submitted my application. I was approved. They paid for school and I was enrolled in the program. So it was just this crazy, like I went from not having a clue what I wanted to do, stressed out, anxious to allowing the universe to kind of just guide me in the direction that I knew I wanted to go in. Mm -hmm. That's so powerful. I love that the doors just kind of open for you once you were in alignment like that. 
I'm so curious to know how you first navigated the confusion and the uncertainty when you thought things were going to go like one way, for example, with America's Next Top Model. I've been there with music and other things like I thought that was supposed to be the path and then things get shaken up. Like, how did you come out of that rock bottom if it felt like that? Like, how did you start to lift yourself up again? Um, I definitely I think when you hit rock bottom, you have two choices. You stay there or you get up. And I decided that I was tired of being the victim. I was tired of allowing myself not to utilize the tools that I had available to me to make my life better. Because at the end of the day, no one was going to stand up and do it for me. I had to stand up. And so when I found my confidence again, and when I found my power, it wasn't easy. Every single day, I made a conscious choice to be a better version of myself. And not every day was perfect. Again, it was really, really tough. Um, For me, that was getting to the gym. I felt embarrassed going to the gym. I thought people were looking at me. I thought that I didn't look how I should look because I had been modeling off and on. I didn't feel confident. But at the end of the day, I had to realize no, none of those people were actually looking at me. I was just putting out this energy that I thought everyone was paying attention to me when in reality, no one was paying attention to me. Mm-hmm. So when we get out of our own way and allow ourselves to stop being the victim and we decide on our own to stand up and take action. And when I say action, not action one day, action another, every single day, take one small action. You can absolutely come out on the other side. I love that so much that action has played such a huge part in your confidence and like continuing to show up for yourself every day. And I'm also curious to know if you ever had like a feeling of being at war with your body in any way, if you ever felt like let down, cause it's something that I think surprises a lot of people about models and people that go through this industry that they often really struggle with self-confidence because your body's being picked apart. You just, you know, you never know what mold the agent or whatever's going to want you to fit into, but did you ever have that experience where you had to overcome issues with body image or, or self-esteem around that? And what did that feel like? Oh yeah. hundred percent. I I'm only five, eight and a half. And in the modeling industry, that's actually fairly short. And so I always, I don't remember who told me this, but someone in the industry at one point told me like, Oh, you're too short to be a model. And that was in my head for the rest of my life. I would look at these girls who were five, 11, six foot, so slim, beautiful, gorgeous. And I'm like, I can never be that. You can't grow. You can't gain three inches. There's certain things you can do, but you cannot grow mm-hmm. at your height. And so I always got stuck on that. And, and at the end of the day, that did not matter. If they wanted a 5'8 girl or they wanted a 5'11 girl, they already had that in their head. And I also had to realize not every modeling job was meant for me. Raise your hand if you feel like you're going through a quarter life crisis. Oh my goodness, I have been there. This usually happens in our late 20s and early 30s when we find ourselves feeling unfulfilled and confused on what the path forward looks like. This time in life can feel extremely isolating and lonely. It's often at this point when we look around us and on paper everything seems okay, but we're having more of an internal existential crisis where we feel like we're lacking fulfillment and vitality on so many 
many levels and it can feel like we've lost ourselves along the way. This crossroads can feel really confusing and leave us in the dark about what action to take to enter a more peaceful state in life. But I'm here to share with you that your highest self isn't just some elusive character on your vision board and there absolutely is a way forward. Your highest self is your soul's essence waiting to be embodied. So if you're ready to heal and evolve and become this version of yourself, you're ready to build your confidence and truly take action toward the woman you so deeply desire to be. Join me in private one-on-one -on -one mentorship. The link is in the description to apply and I can't wait to meet you. Thanks for listening. But more, even a bigger struggle than that was just with my actual body image. So when I was turned away from America's Next Top Model for that season, they let me know that I needed to work on my body. And that was it. That was like the sentence. And that has stuck with me for 10 years now. And I still don't fully know what it meant because it's such a vague sentence. But that one sentence affected the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. and it made me always question if I was skinny enough, if I was fit enough, if I was tall enough, if I was good enough. And it was this cycle of just constantly battling with myself, my own body that I love today. But at that moment, I had no self-love or self-respect for my own body. And so in turn, I didn't treat my body well, which is why I wasn't where I wanted to be because I was stressed about what other people thought. And then I was allowing their thoughts to put me in a situation where I hated myself. And then that hatred turned into me being in the place where I was never at before I put myself there. Mm -hmm. And then I ended up having issues with eating. I had a binge restrictive um, eating disorder. I would literally hide cookies in my room and I would act like if no one saw me eat them, they didn't matter. They didn't count because no one saw it. But at the end of the day, I'm not showing up for everyone else. I'm showing up for myself. And I was lying to myself. And so getting through all of that was really, really hard. But I also think I had to hit rock bottom to be at the top now. I absolutely think I had to go through that. I don't think that everybody should have to go through that. I don't think that I don't wish that upon anyone, mm -hmm. but I do believe that those challenges made me who I am today and set me up to help other people. Yeah. It's a great example of turning your pain into your purpose. It reminds me a lot of the story of Chiron and astrology. If you, if you're familiar with this, it's the wounded healer. It's basically wherever Chiron is in your chart. It's like the wound that you're meant to heal in this lifetime alchemize so that you can help other people, um, overcome it. And I can relate to your story so, so much. I modeled for a little while in um, New York city, got the same feedback, definitely with runway. Cause I was taller, but I just wasn't skinny enough. Um, yep. and so I was not fitting into the, the clothes and like, Oh my God. And looking back now, I like, I'm like, I was so thin. I'm probably 30, 40 pounds heavier now. And I just like, couldn't even see it. It like, I, I always thought I was way too heavy. I couldn't even see it or acknowledge it. And so lost. And, but all of that self-esteem led me into to confidence mentorship. So it's, it really is such a blessing. And I agree with you, wouldn't wish it on anybody, but it is encouraging to think about that from that framework, because I think everybody listening at, at some point in our lives, we're going to hit that wall of like, there's something flawed about me or inherently wrong. And that's where the healing gets to take place. And, and you do have to send those roots down really deep to, to get there. 
Um, so I'd love to know more about how you did start to like reparent yourself, if you will, with food, with nutrition and start to fall in love with your body and treat your body with love and acceptance again, after kind of having that war with it for a while. Yeah. I think everybody would like to know this like secret ingredient to like how you just pick yourself up and magically get better. But I, you know, I hate to tell you it, it's not easy. It, it took years, years of me taking action. Like I said earlier, taking small daily actions. I didn't start out with going to the gym five days a week, eating healthy, getting optimal sleep, managing my stress. Like, no, no, no. I started out by showing up for myself one day a week showing up for myself two days a week. And then it becomes easier because you create routines and you create um, habits and you create tools. And those things put together are what ultimately are going to get you to that result of picking yourself up and feeling better. But it takes time. If I can give a piece of advice to anyone is the slower you go, the more likely you are to succeed long-term. You don't results for two weeks. Yes, we can all push things really, really hard for two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, but we want results for the rest of our life. We want to really love ourselves. We want to really show up in our lives because we all have something amazing and unique to bring to this world. We just have to reach down inside of us, pull that confidence out, pull that discipline out and show up every single day. So powerful. And it's like, I think a lot of us set goals that are either too lofty or just like too impractical. And then we just kind of sink because it's just not practical. And I love your example of like, go slow. This is for life. And I think that's a really valuable sentiment to bring in because I'm not sure everybody understands what that's going to mean for their life. Like they might just think they're going to eat better and work out and they're going to look hotter and like, great. But, um, I'd love to know from your experience, how it's helped your mental clarity, your spiritual clarity, like how it really is about lifestyle. And it starts to be a lot less about appearance. Appearance starts to be like a natural byproduct of feeling good. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I don't think we can truly like look good if we don't feel good. And I think that's why I love holistic health so much is that it encompasses your mental, your physical, your emotional, and your spiritual health. And I think spiritual health gets really overlooked because it's confused. There's a lot of confusion around spiritual and religion. It's very different. It's very broad. And so I think a lot of people are like, I don't, what does spiritual mean? I'm not religious. You don't have to be religious to be spiritual. And I learned that when I lived in Bali for a little bit. And so I think that it's really important at the end of the day that when you're going slow with your health journey, like you just said, it's not just about the food you eat on your plate and the exercises you do. It's about the self-care. It's about the mindset shifts. It's about truly loving yourself at all stages of your life. It's about getting good sleep. It's about your relationships, your social life, the joy you have in your everyday living. There is so many components that go in into taking care of you as a whole person. And I think that's what gets lost is people try to go into a health journey, looking at it from the lens of physical health. Mm -hmm. That's your physical health is very important, but there are three other components here to being healthy that need to be nurtured and need to be energy needs to go into those areas equally as well. 
And just like what I said earlier is go slow. Like you're not going to wake up looking and feeling your best in a month. That's just not how life works. I've been on my health journey for 10 years and I'm still not exactly where I want to be, but I'm really, really happy taking it day by day. Yes. I love that. I, I feel that so deeply as I've, I've just started running recently. I've never been a runner, but that was the best advice I ever got. Cause like I was running like 15 minute miles, like really slow jogging. And uh, the best advice I got was just like, go at a conversational pace. You don't need, as soon as you're out of breath, like get back down to that pace. And like over the course of two months, which seems like a long time, but now looking back, I'm like, Whoa, to bring the minutes down in a mile is, and actually quantify it is such a great example of like, slow and steady and just keep, keep yourself in a peaceful state. So how do you recommend like with your clients, for example, how to set goals that are more attainable than going crazy with it? Like what, what does an attainable goal kind of look like? Yeah. So when I work with my clients, I love doing, I've created the structure of one, one, one goals. And what that means is you set a one day, a one week and a one month goal. Because I think we get caught up in setting these really huge goals for ourselves, like one year, five year, 10 year. That's great. But I want you to be present in the moment right now. I want you to have goals that you can attain today, this week, this month, because those goals are going to be the breadcrumbs that get you to the cake at the end of the journey. If we don't have those little breadcrumbs along the way to reward ourselves, we're going to fall off because we need to be rewarded for human beings. We all are working hard and we want to be rewarded for the hard work we're putting in. So my top recommendation is find an area of your life once a month that you really want to work on. Maybe that is your career. Maybe that is your physical activity. Maybe that's home cooking or relationships, whatever it is for you. And set one really, really small, actionable goal that you can do right now, today, in these 24 hours. And then I want you to take that same area of your life and set a one-week goal. What's something you can consistently do over the next week and attain that goal? And then do the same thing for the one-month goal. What's something you can consistently do over a period of 30 days and show up for yourself to get more abundance in that area of your life? These don't have to be huge goals. They can be so simple. If you want to work on your physical activity, today I'm going to move my body five minutes. This week, every single day, I'm going to at least move my body for five minutes. Over a period of 30 days, okay, I'm working on my physical activity. This month, I'm telling myself I'm going to show up for myself at the gym two days a week, every single week for 30 days. That's it. They don't have to be crazy goals. It can be whatever you feel like is the next right step to get you in the direction that you want to go. I'm feeling so inspired right now. That helps so much. One, one, one is what you called it, right? Like one day, one week, one month. I love this. Yeah. Cause even like setting it off till tomorrow, like is, is such a kind of a pitfall too. It's like, no, just do it now. Like if I, if I got off this call with you and I go and do like a plank or something that would make me feel more confident so much better. And it would be so easy. I love that quote too, that like confidence is literally just the act of keeping the promises you make to yourself and doing it in those really small increments is such a beautiful way to build that. Love it. Yeah. I definitely, it helps like my clients because most of them come in very, 
they, they want to be rewarded instantly. And so it's like, even if I have a call with them at eight o'clock at night, I'm like, okay, you set a one day goal. So tonight, sometime between eight and 10 o'clock, you are going to accomplish whatever goal you set for yourself because you're doing it for you. You're not doing it for me. You're doing it for you. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. It reminds me of kind of like habit stacking too. Like it's helped me. Like if I'm going to watch like my favorite show or something like do like Matt Pilates or something, or give it a little stretch while you watch it. And it becomes just part of this holistic, like healthy routine. I love that so much. Um, now that I'm just thinking about it too, do you have any advice for women exercising on their menstrual cycles and eating on their menstrual cycles? Cause I find like when I'm actually like on my cycle, it's it, I can't really run that well, or maybe I need more stretching, but I, I wasn't really aware of that until like last year, I feel like. So do you have any advice around that? Yes. Again, take it slow. I had, like we talked about earlier, I've been on my period for three days now. And for the past two days, I didn't move my body at all because you need to listen to your body. If we can learn to listen to the internal and external cues that our body is giving us, we are going to be so much healthier. And so if I can say anything is learn to listen to your body, your body is telling you and slow down. It's okay to take a few days a month and really slow down, slow down your mind, slow down your body, slow down everything. And if you do want to move your body, move it slowly. Go on a walk in nature. Do a little bit of Pilates body weight only on a mat. Do some 10 minutes of yoga to stretch out and really feel good in the moment. But whatever you do, I always recommend when you are on your period to take things very slowly, listen to your body. I think 10 to 15 minutes is plenty when you are on your cycle. Mm -hmm. And as far as eating, it's just really important that you're getting good nutrients in. So making sure you're getting in optimal protein, optimal carbs, optimal healthy fats, maybe that's chia seed pudding in the morning. And then you have a salad with quinoa and uh, chicken for lunch. And then you're having, um, you know, fish and veggies. And you just want to make sure you're getting in really, really good quality, healthy nutrients. And then when I'm having a sweet craving on my period, I love dark chocolate. So Mm -hmm. that's such great advice. And I, it really reminds me too. do you know, your human design are you familiar I with that? Just did a podcast with someone who did my human design, but I don't remember what the actual name of it was because we did it so fast. Uh huh. Yeah. There's a, like you're maybe you're a projector, Manny Jen. A lot of coaches are projectors. Um, but anyways, I love human design because it really relates to what you're saying about honoring your natural rhythms. I think we, we all get in our way sometimes because we think we're supposed to be doing what everybody else is doing. Like, oh, this girl is great at running or lifting or eating really well. That's I need to follow her routine. Um, when it's really about just trusting our own natural rhythms and we all have different energy cycles, which human design really like pans out that some people work really well at night for like two hours at a time. Some people do really well with a nine to five schedule and it's just, um, it's a very validating energy system to look into. So anybody listening can, can check that out as well. But, um, yeah. And then I think I'd love to hear about your, your spiritual attunements as well. Cause I, I love hearing about how you've built trust with yourself, but have there been times in which you felt like there was an integration with spirit in some way, or you were being led down a new path that really helped you build trust 
with the universe or broadened your understanding of something bigger than us going on and unraveling. And, and can you recall one of those times when you felt more connected maybe than, than usual? Yeah. So I think I would go to the point, I think I was 22 when I went to Bali, I kind of was really stressed out with everything back home. There was a lot of noise around me and I really needed to get away from the noise and the judgment. And I thought to myself, you know, you love traveling. You're a strong person. What do you want to do? Where do you want to go? And so I heard about this school in Bali. It was a computer coding slash social media school. And they were opening up applications for the next time, which had been, I think it was January. And so I was like, I'm just going to apply. I'm going to apply for the scholarship, see if I get it. Got the scholarship, picked up on a whim, one-way ticket to Bali. And I attended this coding slash social media school in Bali, the Institute of Code. And when I went there, I... I went there to get away from the noise and I felt for the first time in my life, like everything around me was quiet, except for my voice. I could finally hear what I wanted. I could see what I wanted. And that was the first time in my life that I had ever felt like that. And I went to this place that's a dot on the map in the middle of an ocean I had never been to, 22 years old, just hoping to figure out what the next part of my life would look like. And and I did that. And that island is so spiritual. People, they're religious and they're spiritual, but they're very spiritual people. They put out their prayer cards. They're very genuine, kind, loving people. It was one of the most amazing experiences I've ever had. If anyone ever gets an opportunity to go, I lived in Changu when I was there. And, but we would go all around the island. We would go to walks in nature to a waterfall or in the rice paddies or on a cliff. And I think spirituality for me was disconnecting from the real world a little bit that I had known my whole life and really getting to know who I was on a deeper level in a place that was so quiet. And I think that was where spiritual, where I first found out what spirituality meant to me. Amazing. There's so many like pointers that came through there. It sounds like sacred solitude, a deeper connection to nature. And also it reminds me of just the energy of feng shui and how spaces hold memories and frequencies. And, you know, we can all feel it when we change our home around. And I think there's so much to be said for um, going to these sacred sites and these places of worship almost on a big scale. And I think we feel it when we go into a monastery or a church or any place where people are connecting like that, you can feel the energy shift. So it makes a lot of sense that you felt that mine was in Thailand and Chiang Mai at monasteries. It was like something clicked. It was like, okay, you're attuned to that frequency, but yeah. And the, the quieting of the noise internally and externally, it sounds like was, was a breakthrough for you. And so when you came back from that trip, what did you notice had changed in your life and what started to unfold a little differently? I started to finally do things for myself. I had struggled with sticking. I had modeled off and on. I had gone back to college. I had left college. I was doing, I was just all over the place. I didn't know who I was or what I wanted or what I wanted to finally stick with. And so I finally stuck with something. I packed my bags. I moved to LA for good 
went out there, didn't have a clue what I was going to do, ended up getting signed within a month of moving there, taking a contract within three months to go to Turkey, Istanbul. And it all just kind of aligned because for once in my life, I didn't care what anyone else thought about what I was doing because I was doing it for myself. And that was all that mattered. Great example of like everything being energy too. And how you, cause I bet your energy was different and like, it just aligned for you to get signed immediately and, and all of that to unravel. Amazing. Um, I've been doing this advice segment on Instagram that people seem to love. And now I want to ask you as well, what advice would you give for yourself in your late twenties? I don't know how old you are now, but if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. What advice would you give for yourself over the last um, couple of years, knowing what you know now? Oh man. Um, I think I would give myself the advice to don't worry so much. I think that worrying really, I'm a worrier. Like I worry about, you know, how well I'm going to do, if I'm going to succeed. And I think at the end of the day, if you put in the work and you do something you're passionate about and you listen to the universe and you listen to yourself. Most importantly, always listen to yourself, cut out the noise around you, stay true to who you are and what you're meant to to do or to be will find you in time. It won't look linear. It won't be perfect, but it will find you. Such good advice that I think we all need to hear pretty much every day. Like no need to worry. It's like praying for what we don't want. I need to hear that as well all the time and just have reminders around, but, and then is there anything that you're reading, watching, studying that is really lighting you up right now? I have just actually ordered two new books. Why can I, I'm really into business books right now. Cause I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, building a business. So I'm really, really into um, business books. Um, This year, I think I read the 5am club, I read the simple path to wealth. So I'm really into learning about, you know, building a business and the minds behind the people who build these huge businesses, because it's pretty incredible, you know, what they did to get where they are, the habits that they brought on the discipline that they had, and the willpower not to give up. Because That inspires me so much because these people didn't reach their goals, some of them until they were 30, 40, 50, 60 years old, and I'm 28. So if they can do it, I absolutely can do it. And if I can do it, every single one of you listening can absolutely do it. Yes. Oh, I, yes. I'll have to chat with you again someday about business too, because you're killing it. And I I'm also with you. I'm like obsessed with all of that. Cause it is, it's like, I think what comes through in a lot of these leaders is it is discipline, not just motivation. It's just like, it's just, just doing it. Like it, motivation is going to come and go, but showing up is, is a choice that we make every day. And then finally, what are you excited about in your business and like any offers that you're excited about right now that you want to share? Yes, I'm so excited. So I've been doing one-on-one coaching for the past year now, and I love it so much, but I'm so excited to finally be bringing to light my first ever course. It's going to be called the Look Good, Feel Good course, and it is going to start December 1st, but we are doing pre-sale and sale through October and November. It's going to be a live launch course, which means I'm going to be there every single week, once a week for live Q and A's with all the people who join my course. And I'm going to teach you confidence and mindset and nutrition and fitness and all the things I spent the last 
10 years learning, unlearning, and teaching myself, I'm going to be there with the roadmap that I've built and helped my own clients with and helped myself with to help every single person that signs up for the course with. So I'm really, really excited about that. Congratulations. That's very exciting. Um, Awesome. I'll leave a link for that below. And um, thank you so much for being here. I I love this conversation with you and um, what a blessing to hear your story. Thank you so much for sharing this with us. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. This has really been an amazing conversation. All right, my friends, thank you so much for being here and hanging out today. I hope you're feeling inspired and lifted and called to action. As always, everything you might want to know about is linked in the description below. And if you feel like a buddy might benefit from this information and this conversation today, send it along, maybe share it to your stories. And if you feel called to leave a review, I would be so deeply grateful. But I love you. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I'm so grateful that you're part of this community and I'll talk to you again on Wednesday. Bye for now.